This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing. In this podcast, we cover all the basics you need to start your investing journey. We unpack all the jargon and confusing bits, hear your stories with the goal of making investing less intimidating. And along the way, we hope to have a bit of fun. My name is Bryce. And as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. As always, very excited for this episode, but particularly excited for what we're about to do here with Get Started Investing because we're changing up the format a bit. We are changing the format. Uh, we've taken on board some feedback from our community survey uh, for 2021. You guys thoroughly enjoyed the first 12 episodes of this series, and we wanted to continue that in the best way that we can, uh, unpacking key fundamentals that are going to be important for your investing journey, but uh, in a way that sort of makes sense and is a, a continuation and will help you take one step at a time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh the 12-part series was great because it was a narrative arc. It was from, I don't know anything about investing, to I have the information and confidence to make my first trade. And, and that, that was um, something that we particularly liked about the first 12 episodes. And we want to try and bring that back in some way without retreading old ground. So, we're really uh, trying to walk the middle path here. Um, so, rather than doing just one-off episodes talking about you know a particular element of, you know, getting started with investing. What we're going to do is, um, what are we calling them? We're calling them chapters. We're calling them mini-series. Whatever we're going to call them. Curriculum units. <laughs> and there'll be a test at the end of each of them. Uh, no, we're, gonna, we're ju- just going to do sort of mini-series on a particular uh, topic um, and, and try and have that sort of, you know, woe to go, narrative arc. You don't need to know anything. And by the end of it, hopefully you'll feel comfortable about a particular topic, you know, similar to what we did with ETFs, with beta shares or brokers with Superhero, um, we want to do bring that sort of mini-series vibe to it. So, first cab off the rank, um, we've had a lot of questions both in the Facebook group and in the listener survey around investing styles. And, and what, do we, what does that even mean? And like, how should one approach investing? Because fact of the matter is there's a lot of ways to make money in the stock market. There's not a one-size-fits-all approach. There's not one perfect way to do it. So, in, the next, in this episode, in the next two episodes, you'll, you'll know everything you need to know about the different investing styles and you'll have the tools and the information to understand 
what they all are and make a decision about which one's right for you. A reminder as well before we get stuck in that uh, we are doing a live show coming up on April 29th. First live show for 2021. It's called All Access and it's in partnership with Stake. We're going to be doing a series of shows that deep dive into particular industries and uh, we'll be getting experts and industry insiders to come along and join us on the panel to hopefully give you some investing information that you would otherwise not have access to. Uh, Our first cab off the rank is the alcohol and beverages industry. going live in Sydney at uh, Atomic Beer Project. But the good news is if you haven't been able to secure some tickets for in person, we do have many tickets available to stream online. So uh, head across to our Facebook group. There's a link in our Instagram page where you can email us and we can shoot you some details. But tickets are free. And uh, if you do join from your lounge room, the comfort of your own lounge, uh, there are plenty of prize packs to be won on the night as well. Uh, We're going to have five industry experts all discussing some of the biggest players in the alcohol and beverages industry both here and around the world so tune in it's going to be a a lot of fun uh but that's enough for that let's get stuck in that's it that's it all right well yeah let's get stuck in so uh investing styles let's start by uh i guess defining the term what what do we mean when we talk about investing styles at a high level it's the methodology or the principles that you i guess invest by yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so people people may have heard things like I'm a growth investor, I'm a value investor, I'm a passive investor, I'm a day trader. Um, they they're all different styles of investing, and I think something that we've we've already said, but I think you know is worth repeating throughout is that all of these different styles have merits. You can make money all of these different ways. Uh, in different time periods and at different points in history, some have performed better than others. And so it's just a matter, like what, what we want to do here is not say, you know, if you're a value investor or if you're a day trader, that's dumb, don't do that. Um, but really, it's just you, you should understand the different styles and understand what you're doing um, because, you know, you can make money plenty of ways, but you can also lose money if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, and also history shows that uh, successful investors are the ones that stick to what they're doing as well. So, um, yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. But yes, investing styles, are, as you said, Ren, growth, value, it's uh, the way in which you invest. But the, the big question, I think, if you're starting is, does it even really matter? Does an investing style uh, matter to me if I'm starting out on my investing journey? Well... Style doesn't matter to me, as you were, no. uh, <laughs> as you were having a crack at me before we started recording. I um, very much just wear the, the same Equity Max T-shirt most days. No, I do have multiple, uh, multiple, you know, editions of oh, it. Oh, good, oh, good. <laughs> um, but look, investing styles matter because if you're just buying something because you think it's good, that that sometimes isn't enough. Um, so investing styles matter just because you know what you're buying and then why you're buying it, like how you expect to make money on something um, rather than sort of just spraying and praying. Um, So yeah, it matters in the sense that it will help you sort of have some discipline, I guess. But I think the other element of it is something that we often speak about, but often gets overlooked in people's, you know, rush of blood to the head. Um, I want to get started investing. I'm going to do it today. I'm going to sign up to a broker and just throw some money in. Um, is just 
your investing style should align to your investing goals. And so it matters in the sense that you're, you, you, you should just have like some idea of like how quickly you want to make money, how much risk you're willing to take on, and your investing style sometimes can come out of that. So to give you an example, if I'm like, I want to be a millionaire next year, then taking a passive approach where I just buy the whole market and wait isn't going to make me a millionaire next year. So yeah, it matters in, in firstly, because it's important to have a plan um, and know what you're doing. And then secondly, because it should align with your goals. Yeah. Don't get put off though, because it's easy to say you're a value investor, but it, on day one, if you want to, if you haven't studied finance, if you've never gone in and tried to do a DCF discounted cash flow, like you may want to take a value investing style or approach, but don't let that stop you if you don't know the ins and outs of it from the beginning. Yeah, 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 100%. And, and it changes, like uh, over the course of this three-part series, we'll talk about how our investing styles have changed because they have. Um, you briefly dabbled as a day trader back in like, <laughs> what, 2018, 2019? Yeah, well, this is the point. Like you don't, uh, it, it takes time to find out who you are as an investor. And, you know, it's, it's, it, you might start with a passive approach and then realize that you love the active hands-on, which we'll get to in a little bit. Mm. You might uh, realize that you don't have the emotional, uh, I guess, control for day trading. So, you, you know, it's, it's, you don't have to start with the one that you're going to end with. Yeah. It's about finding what works for you. Yeah. So um, in this episode, we want to really just, I guess, introduce the biggest decision when it comes to investing styles, which is passive uh, v. active. Passive is a great way to make money. And um, if you're busy and you've got a whole bunch of stuff that you prefer to be doing with your time other than learning about investing or analyzing companies, that is an investing style that is right for a lot of people. And then over the next two episodes, we'll then break down some of the key types of active investing and then we'll tie it all together and um, sort of talk about how you can make that decision if you're unsure. So before we uh, get into that active v active investing or passive investing discussion, there's one question that I want to ask you. So you, we, we just spoke about how you're not locked into life, how you can change your style over time. We've both changed our styles. I would hazard a guess that almost every investor has changed their style over time. Warren Buffett, history's greatest investor, famously changed his style over time. So there's nothing wrong with changing your style. My question, my other question for you is, do I need to choose just one style? No, is the short answer. Okay, what about the long answer? Can't get much shorter than that. <laughs> Two letters. Podcasts don't thrive on short answers, I must say. <laughs> No, you don't need to choose one. Uh, choose one style. Uh, many investors, you and I included, segment uh, or you know take our total pool of investable funds or all, all the money that we have, and uh, often segment it into uh, into different styles for different reasons. For example, as we we're about to discuss, you can take a, a passive approach for the majority of your your funds and let that sort of build over long, a long period of time. And then, if you want to take a small chunk, say ten percent of uh, of your investments, and take an active, more hands-on approach, 
that's one way you can you can do it as well. Even if you look at some of the big fund managers here in Sydney, you know they will have many different funds with many different approaches or styles. So you've got one fund manager who will have a small caps fund, a growth fund, a, a diversified. Um, you know, though that you can already see that whilst it's the same investing or investment company, they uh, take different approaches for different segments of their money. So. I think the main thing is whatever way you split it, make sure within those styles you stick to that strategy. Yeah. So just like Bryce during the week is business casual in his dress style and on the weekend he's EDM candy raver. (laughs) No, not true. (laughs) Sorry, no. uh, On the weekend he's gothic chic. Okay, weird. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you can have different styles and people will have heard us talk about a core and satellite approach when it comes to... Uh, investing and that that is really you know the core is as you were saying that passive approach and then the satellite can be a more active approach so yeah you're not locked in for life you don't have to choose just one style Um, the main thing is you're just aware of the different ways you can make money in the market and you're having to think about which one is right for you Um, so with that said uh we want to spend the rest of this episode breaking down the biggest decision when it comes to your investing styles. Are you a passive investor or are you an active investor? But before then, uh, we'll just hear a quick word from our sponsor. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So, Ren, you frame it as the biggest question an investor needs to make at the beginning of their journey. Did I frame it like that? Yes. <laughs> I think I Passive said the, v- v- the, the biggest question when it comes to investing styles, but hey, we'll go with it. It's uh, it's an interesting one, though, because about two minutes ago, we said we're both. So, you don't really have to Oh, you got to make, make a decision it. about like, uh, do you want to be one, the other, or both, or neither. <laughs> neither, we wouldn't recommend because then you're not investing, but... Um, yeah, yeah. So look, it's uh, you would have heard of passive v active, um, but if you haven't, Bryce is going to explain. In, in terms it. <laughs> of an investing approach, um, for the for the beginner investor, I think we'll start with passive because it is it's obviously in trend at the moment, and uh, given the products that many beginner investors are buying, ETFs, index funds, that really aligns with the passive approach. So let's start there, and then we'll touch on active. Can we, before we really unpack them, just think about the, the to, to understand the distinction as we're going through them. Passive, you're not doing anything. Active, you're doing something. Well, yeah. 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 Weren't we going to unpack that? Well, yeah, yeah. But things? I just, yeah, I didn't want to get too deep into one before it was, yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, yes. Passive is where you're not doing a whole lot. Yeah. So what, is, what does that mean? It's, um, it's limited buying and selling, and um, really, what it means is that you're putting money into the market and then taking a very hands-off approach with uh, 
what you're thinking about buying, the types of investments you're buying. You're not necessarily going to be buying individual stocks. You're not putting in time and effort to research individual stocks. Your goal is just to get the market return over a long period of time. Yeah. So the the idea behind passive investing is that the stock market continues to grind upwards as uh people are innovating, companies get more productive, more profitable. Um, you know, like the story of capitalism is a story of constantly chasing growth. And so the theory behind passive investing is that you don't need to make decisions yourself. You don't need to pick winners. You don't need to decide, try and pick which companies are going to do the best or which ETFs, you know, like which thematic ETFs are going to do the best. You can just say, I'm making a bet on capitalism basically i'm making a bet on human innovation and i'm just happy to take the market average returns now since 1900s the um all ordinaries in australia which is um the index of like all the ordinary shares in australia including dividends has returned 13.2 percent um people talk about the stock market average um these days being between seven and eight percent and so the passive investing approach is if I get that 7, 8, 10, 13 uh, percent on average over 40 years, I'll, um, I'll do incredibly well for myself. And just to put some numbers to it, if you had put $1,000 a year into the market and did nothing else, you just put $1,000 a year into the market over 40 years and you got that 13.2 percent. Um, historical average for the Australian share market, you would have over a million dollars after 40 years. So that's passive investing. Buy, sit and wait. Buy, sit and wait. So from a, a difficulty level, it is pretty, uh, it's pretty low in terms of a, a difficulty level. You don't need to know a whole lot to get started with a passive approach. There's plenty of products and apps available that can get you started from the micro investing apps that are out there. All the ETFs and index funds that are available will help you um, kick off uh, your passive uh, investing style. The time required is an important thing to consider here as well. If you're a busy person with uh, a, you know, a, a hectic job or looking after family members or whatever it may be and you don't have the time or the knowledge or discipline to sit down and research individual stocks and build a portfolio and understand portfolio management, then uh, you know this is... Uh, probably the best place to start and think about your investing style as, as passive. Honestly, I think even if... So, we both we both didn't start investing... Oh, you kind of started investing this way, um, but sort of, yeah. But for me, you know, I, I enjoy some active investing, but I I wish I had started just yeah, passive same. investing. I just wish I had bought a ASX 200 index in Australia or an S&P 500 index in the US and just learnt... Got my got my dip my toe in the water, um, and you know then you can sort of go up. Yeah. Um, so I, in terms of what what I what you would be buying if you were just a passive investor, um, we've spoken about market indexes, which are funds that just hold a little bit of everything: the ASX 200, 200 biggest Australian stocks, S and P 500, America's 500 biggest stocks. Um, you can buy those um, through a broker um, on as, as an exchange traded fund. What else would I be buying individual stocks? 
Un- highly unlikely. Yeah. Highly, highly unlikely. For more information on the ETF exchange traded fund side of things, we do have the three-part episode with uh, Beta Shares uh, that goes through ETFs for beginners. So head over there for a bit more info. But mm. yes, no, I would not be buying individual stocks. What about a managed fund? Uh, you could be buying into yeah. a managed fund. You could, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, no reason you wouldn't. Essentially, all that would be doing for those that have just joined us on their journey. A managed fund is, as it is in the description, a fund managed by a professional and you give them your money for them to look after and invest on your behalf. So in terms of uh, ease, it's not much easier than giving it to someone else to look after. <laughs> mm. So this is that. So passive is that real set and forget. Um, I don't want to be involved in it. I just want to let other people... Uh, you know, do their thing and for me to make money. So that's, that's passive. Yep. Active. Active. Yes. It's uh, obviously the flip side of passive. And this is where you take a much more hands-on active approach in, in uh, the investing decisions that you're making, the research and time that you're putting in to make those decisions. And then the active management of your portfolio, um, which is probably, uh, an underrated aspect of uh, active management. People put a lot of time and energy into finding the stocks mm, buying, and, yeah. and, and buying and not a lot of research and energy into managing the stocks once you've brought the, bought them, which really is where the money's made and lost Yeah, in, yeah. in some instances. Yeah. So let's take the same approach. The goal for active management, you heard Ren just before talking about the average return of the stock market over 20, 40 years. And there's nothing wrong with taking that return over a long period of time. The goal of active management, and this is the style that many professional investors take, is to beat that return. They want to be able to say that the market returned 7% this year, I returned 10%, therefore I am a better investor than the broader market. Mm. And that's where they make their money. And uh, you know, the big investors, Warren Buffett's of the world, have obviously been able to beat the market over a long period of time. But uh, only say 5% of professional investors are able to do that. Uh, the rest- Over the long term. Over the long yeah. term, over the A lot of people term. can do it in a year here or there. Yeah. Well, yeah, a year, but yeah, long term, it's difficult. So that is the goal of active management is to beat the market. And then it all kind of falls from there because you can imagine if you are trying to beat the market, you're going to have to put a lot of time and energy and think about your investments in more detail. Mm. So Ren, you asked uh, what sort of investments would you be making in passive, um, what sort of time and effort goes into the investments that you would have in active and what would they be? So I think the with active investing, there's so many different elements to it. So with passive, it's basically if you're a passive investor, you're buying market indexes or just, you know, basic things that own a, a bit of everything and you want to get the market average returns. There's not a lot of different ways to go after that. With active, there's so many different branches under, um, you know, under active investing. There's different um, different time horizons, different, um, I guess, things that the investors are looking for, um, different theories about how companies make money um, or stocks go up in value, all that stuff. So basically, the, to answer the question that you asked, what kind of things am I, would you be buying as an active investor? It, it's the world is your oyster. It's everything from market indexes um, to 
you know, alternative assets to stocks. And then you go into all the, like, the derivative stuff, you know, like options and warrants, none of which you need to worry about as a beginner investor or an advanced investor. None, I've never bought a derivative or traded a derivative. I don't think you have either. No. So don't even worry about that. But yeah, basically the world is your oyster. Anything's on the table, uh, depending on the strategy you're following. But in terms of the difficulty and the time required, it obviously scales. Um, like, you know, there are some of these active strategies that are more difficult than others. But um, relative to passive investing, it's high. Yes. You, If passive investing, you can buy something once a month or once a year and then sit on the beach and go uh, have a big night with your mates. Um, you, if you're going to be an active investor... You can still have a big night with your mates. Boy, <laughs> you definitely do. But um, uh, you do need to spend some time on this. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, to, to recap, passive is about limited buying and selling, long-term approach, taking the average market return, low difficulty level to get started in terms of knowledge required and time it, uh, required is also low. And the types of investments you'd be making would be into index funds, ETFs, managed funds, those sorts of uh, investing products. Whereas active is very hands-on, um, actively buying and selling. The goal is to beat the market and uh, difficulty level as well as time required is high. And as Ren just pointed out, you pretty much can invest in whatever you want. So here's the final question, the most important question. Uh, how do you know what you are? How do you know if you should be investing passively or actively? There are a few questions that you can ask yourself to, okay. to answer that. This is your morning mantra. <laughs> yes, I have these tattooed on my forearm <laughs> to remind myself. Um, look, I think there are a couple of questions to... This is to f sort of figure out before you start. And, you know, if you start with one approach, you'll quickly work out where you land if you don't ask yourself, as we did. We started out with the uh, probably a more active approach than we should have and slowly reverted to passive and now have a bit of a, a bit of both in our world. Um, but yeah, so for me, it's about asking yourself, what is your investment goal? As you said, Ren, if you're looking to beat the market in one year and make a whole a million dollars in one year, then you're going to have to put in a lot of hands-on work to do that. So you, you're taking an active approach. Whereas if you're looking for financial independence and security over 40 years, then taking a passive approach and building that wealth over a long period of time is the answer for that. Do you need, yeah, so do you need to beat the market? Well, if yes, active. If you're happy with market returns over a long period of time, it's a passive approach. And then I think the biggest thing is do you need to ask yourself, do you have the time and skills to actually sit down and and give justice to researching stocks and actually making theses for your investing decisions and writing down, you know, why you think this business is is good and, and those sorts of things. If you don't have the time for that, um, it's highly likely you don't have the time to be an active investor. Mm. Yeah, the skills you can develop, the time is the thing that is incredibly difficult to make more of. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, a few questions there you could uh, ask yourself. One more that you've written down, which I think is worth touching on. Oh, yeah. Your final question is, am I an emotional investor? And I think that's really important. Like, you've got to know yourself and you've got to know how you're going to react if things aren't going your way in markets. Um, if you're someone who's likely to panic, lose faith in what they've, the decisions they've made and sell out at the worst possible time and lose money... 
you, it's important that you know that about yourself and either you put a plan in place to manage that or you say maybe active investing isn't for me or maybe I want to approach a, like a less risky strategy at least until I'm comfortable enough that I know I'll be able to manage the emotions of the market. Yeah. Well, Ren, that does bring us to the end of uh, today's episode, one of three, all on investing styles. Next episode, we're actually going to be playing a bit of a game to yes, give some yes. insight into the different types of investors that uh, that you might be. There's growth, value, deep value, technical momentum. There's plenty to go through, but we're going to play a game so that uh, we can break it all down in a, a digestible and uh, accessible way so that you can hopefully understand what might be uh, best for you. Yeah. And look, if you've uh, listened to this episode and decided that I'm going to be a passive investor, um, we still think you should listen to the next two because as we said, uh, you know, you might uh, change over time and it's important to sort of know what else is out there and how how else people make money. But um, we've really done all we can do on passive investing. We'll put it all together at the end, but- we will. Uh, episode two is then like, what are the other? What are the active styles? Yeah, stick around. Third episode, you'll uh, get a bit of insight into how both the Ren and I uh, manage our portfolios from a passive and active approach. So we also, um, um, we also are doing a month in the life of yes, different types of investors, are. including passive investors. There you go. And Bryce will be speaking from his personal experience. <laughs> there, I won't be speaking because I don't do anything. True. Well, you can still speak. Again, podcasts don't thrive if people aren't speaking. <laughs> well, that's a wrap. Uh, just a reminder, again, live show, hit us up for details or you'll uh, find a link in our Instagram page. We do have a couple of shows that are worth checking out. You're in Good Company is a, a new show from Equity Mates Media. Again, all about uh, the, the adventures in uh, finance and investing of the two hosts, Sophie and Maddie. So go and check them out. Uh, Comedian V Economist is another one we've got, which is all about the uh, world of macroeconomics through the eyes of uh, a comedian, Thomas and his brother. I mean, no, comedian, comedian Adam, Adam and his brother. RBA economist Thomas. Thomas. So uh, check that out. And if you are feeling a bit adventurous and like you're ready to to move up the rung on the investing ladder, then we do obviously have Equity Mates Investing Podcast, which you can come and listen to us discuss many things with experts in the industry. So uh, thanks for listening. Always find rent to chat stocks and we'll pick it up next week. Sounds good. Get Started Investing is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Get Started Investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. 
only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.